African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us right here on the frequency 9625 kilohertz on the 31 meter band to Southern Africa. It's a new week. It's a new month. The first uh, um, show of October. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms. Remember, we're also on uh, our website, www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today, Nigeria is celebrating its Independence Day. Well, let's say happy Independence Day to Nigeria. We'll be looking at the country that uh, gained its independence from uh, British rule on the 1st of October 1960. Happy Independence Day to Nigeria. We know it's one of the biggest economies on the African continent and uh, it's gained its independence from Britain on the 1st of October 1960 and uh, Nigeria's Vice President Yemi Osimbanjo yesterday assured that Nigeria will be great again that the season for Nigeria's promotion and progress has come. We also know that uh, uh, in light of uh, the illness of President Muhammadu Buhari, also uh, spoke out around his commitment to a united Nigeria. And also we know that Nigeria has many, made many milestones in terms of its economy, in terms of also its vibrant population. But we know that it also has its challenges, just like South Africa has been devastated by the unpredictable fuel price hikes that we've been seeing due to the international fuel markets and also we know there's that big issue around Boko Haram in the north of the country. But joining us in our studio, we have uh, His Excellency uh, Godwin Adama. He is the Consul General of Nigeria in South Africa. He is uh, with us in our studios and uh, we are very, very pleased to have him here. Thank you, Excellency, for honoring our invitation and welcome to Channel Africa. Thank you. Now, let's look at uh, 50 years of independence for you, when you reflect uh, as a Nigerian and someone who is part of the Nigerian leadership, your ambassador, your excellency, um, what do you think uh, Nigeria has achieved as a milestone since in its independence? Yeah. G- good morning again. Nigeria at 58 is, um, has actually entered a new era in East political and economic development uh, like you rightly said coming out from independence in 1st of October 1960 from the British Nigeria has gone through a lot of development through the military era to now firm up its political structure that 
and democratic process which has been continuously on for the past uh, 16 to 17 years. And that has um, taken us to a new era in our democratic dispensation. And what does that mean in terms of that new economic dispensation? How do you envisage it? What is the strength of um, Nigeria's economy? We know that there's challenges as well in Nigeria when it comes to its economy. But currently, what are you seeing as uh, the positives that are uh, coming out from Nigeria's economy? Yes, you agree with me that uh, at the inauguration of the current administration in on 29th may 2015 mm. and getting into 2016 nigeria slipped into a recession sure uh, but then government involved some demo uh, uh, i mean economic uh, strategies that have currently taken it out of the recession and nigeria is back on the on the strength of economic uh, transformation again and we are, there are positive news. Uh, things are beginning to take shape, and very seriously too, because um, the, the country has, this particular, this current administration has tried to diversify mm. the economy from a mono economy which we used to have, mm. depending solely on oil, mm. to agriculture, mining, and some and several other areas, ICT, mm. information technology, and many other areas. And with this now, the economy is back on foot. The, 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 the Naira is being strengthened and has stayed on a steady exchange rate uh, mechanism for quite some time. Uh, foreign exchange uh, uh, mechanism that has been, that was a problem as about 2016 today we have it uh, stabilized and moving steadily and investors are able to be able to get back whatever they need to i want to look at uh, one of the strengths of nigeria's economy uh, your excellency which is uh, um definitely the fuel industry and the oil industry in Nigeria. Nigeria has one of the biggest economies, as we've been mentioning, both of us on the continent. Now, with the rapid oil price fluctuations, they've impacted Nigeria. We've seen currently there was actually um, a, a warning made by an umbrella union last week saying that they want to go on strike this week, but they've suspended yes. uh, that particular strike due to the fact that uh, um, They've been calling for increase of uh, minimum wage, which uh, President Mohamedou Buhari has actually promised uh, during his campaigning period. And even now, when we've seen a very much unpredictable uh, fuel space in the international um, markets, what are your thoughts around that particular issue, especially the issue of dealing with minimum wage, the issue of fuel prices? It's very unpredictable currently. Yes, um I doubt if the fuel prices have been going up mm -hmm. recently, and that as uh, the Nigerian uh, the 2018 budget was predicated on about 45 uh, dollar per barrel. Mm -hmm. uh, currently, the oil has gone up to about 80 dollar per barrel. Mm -hmm. That shows that uh, our budget will have a positive uh, budget uh, flow because it means it's not coming down. We have. We have some extra, which I believe is going to 
uh, is going to ensure that the budget is properly funded mm. because the money will not uh, it will it will it will give the it will give a balanced uh, structure in the economic process. Sure. And of course, like you said about the minimum I- wage issue, the government is the the negotiations have been on. Uh, what just happened last week is um, a situation whereby there was a miscommunication maybe between the the those in the negotiations mm-hmm. and then the the labor union had to ask for a warning strike which they have suspended already mm-hmm. and that is because there was no need for that uh, warning strike it's only to get back because the government um, representatives have already gotten back the people to continue the negotiations that have been on because there's a committee that is working on it yeah. and that committee has not derailed from the original issues so i believe uh, it is it was timely that they had to call it off the president uh, the president is still on track as long as that issue is concerned well, we are speaking uh, to His Excellency Godwin Adama. He's the Consul uh, General of Nigeria, based here in South Africa. And we're speaking to him, looking at Nigeria's independence, looking at the current uh, economic and political space in Nigeria. And when we come back, uh, we'll actually bring in Dr. Ola Bello, who is the Executive Director at Good Governance Africa, also in Lagos, Nigeria, to engage with some of the issues that we've been talking about uh, but let's take a quick break if you want to interact with us remember we are on social media uh, look at our twitter handle at channel africa one that's at channel africa one or at uh, african dialogue which is more connected with this particular program and you can find us on facebook on channel africa let's take a quick break we'll be back <music> This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunye Nzovo and you are listening to Channel Africa. We love Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Well, yes, you are listening to Channel Africa on our various platforms. Remember, on DSTV, we're on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Uh, that's uh, in South Africa and some neighboring countries in the SADC region. Remember, if you're listening to us uh, on our website, we're on www.channelafrica.co.za. And uh, to those who are listening to us uh, in Sub-Saharan Africa, thank you for joining us on shortwave on the frequency 9625 kHz on the 31-meter band to southern africa remember if you want to wish nigeria a happy independence day do interact with us on our social media on our twitter handle at uh, channel africa one that's at channel africa one let's uh, celebrate the independence day of nigeria well we've been speaking to his excellency uh, godwin adama the consul general of nigeria based in south africa now let's bring in dr ola bello who is the executive director at good governance africa joining us from lagos Nigeria. Dr. Bello, thank, thank you for, for also, also giving, giving us, us your time. time. Good, 
Morning, Ben. Thank you for having me. Now, we've been speaking about various uh, uh, issues around uh, uh, the economy of Nigeria, the independence of Nigeria, the current social issues around uh, minimum wage, and some of those particular challenges that we started off with uh, uh, His Excellency Godwin Adam. What are your thoughts around this conversation that we've been having, especially the fact that there are milestones that Nigeria has reached uh, before it had independence? Uh, Dr. Bello, but there's also current challenges, especially when it comes to uh, uh, real issues of employment and uh, the labor markets. Well, I think the government um, of President Buhari has doubtless um, scored some significant, um, important achievements since um, it came to power in 2015. But it was always clear that, you know, whoever takes Nigeria's helm um, will be taking a job that's um, almost um, impossible in the sense that um, there's a lot that needs to be done for sub-Saharan Africa, for Africa's largest country, population of almost 200 million people, um, really serious um, problem um, of, of our youth unemployment, mm. challenges around security and all of those things. When you look at this sizable agenda, I would have to say that President Buhari's government um, has performed um, well in some respect, but there is plenty of room um, for improvement. Um, to just give you an example, I think you have to follow the money. Everything goes through economics. And um, there are many of us um, watching who are not convinced that we are playing to our economic um, strength and potential. And unless we change this, I think um, we will be facing very significant challenges in the future. You look at the much discussed um, Continental Free Trade Agreement, Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement. I think Nigeria sh- should be leading from the front there. We did for a while. When it came to signing, we were exposed. It became um, very obvious to a lot of observers that we've not really done our homework in terms of having that extensive consultation we ought to be having with our domestic um, economic players. Thankfully, that has now happened, and I hope um, we can uh, move forward rapidly to take advantage of such a framework. But to focus on two things on the internal agenda, you talked about um, you know, um, the demand for weight increase. I think it's simply unconscionable that Nigeria continues to pay um, some of the people in its civil service less than 50 U.S. dollars. I think the minimum wage now is less than 20,000 naira. Um, you know, in a country where we know that the cost of living is very high, we ought to be doing something about that. And I'm appreciative that the government has engaged seriously with this question. On the side of labor, we've seen exuberance. I think the demand is a bit excessive. If we double the minimum wage at this time, I think it will be a good start. But the reason why we're having all of this um, demand for wage increase is that governance is not working in Nigeria the way it should. We should be seeing more investment in this sort of thing that relieves pressure on workers um, so that we're investing in things that are for the longer term rather than handing um, significant increase out, which I think can stoke um, inflation. You do need a government that is um, fully committed to addressing this economic question and consultedly if you're going to find good answers. And you can give so many other examples where we seem to be making some effort, but we're not still doing enough. And Nigeria needs to be flying whilst others are working. At this moment, I think we're crawling. The positive thing is that we're moving forward. We've often regret that at a critical point in time, I think this administration has achieved 
some really significant, uh, recorded some significant achievement, but we should be doing three times four better than we are at this moment. And I'm not running away from the fact that it's a difficult job. Credit should be given where it's due. On tax reform, I think they've done, um, you know, some things that are really significant. We've seen an emphasis on, you know, higher social spending, but the fact that we're, all of this is still not driven by statistics and all of the information that I think Nigeria can put together to make sure that all of this is well-targeted, we're not doing it well. India has 1.5 billion people. They have a comprehensive data of citizens. Nigeria has this information in fragments. If I were to point to one significant governance question that we must absolutely prioritize, it would have to be about developing I mean, comprehensive data of the number of citizens we have um, on different socioeconomic measurements so that government policy can be better targeted. They've recorded some significant achievement. There's a lot more to be done. Mm. Well, let me bring those concerns back to you, um, uh, Your Excellency Godwin Adama, especially looking at the first point that uh, Dr. Bello was speaking about, Your Excellency, in terms of uh, the, the big issue around the Continental Africa Trade Agreement that Nigeria is very, very conservative about uh, in terms of, of signing. Where are we with that particular trade agreement? Uh, is uh, Nigeria on board? And if it is, why not? now yeah <clears throat> you see like uh, dr bello said nigeria took the front line rule in getting to this point and of course um, it's not that nigeria has gotten out of it there was some issue of consultation which i believe the president um, has uh, done well by allowing such consultation to take place because if not you get into a situation whereby uh, certain blames will come. We are in a democracy and we are moving towards an election. And I believe that uh, with that consultation on, uh, very shortly that matter will be uh, finalized. Because if you remember, when the president of South Africa, Sri Ramaphosa, was in Nigeria, that issue was one of the issues that was raised even at the press uh, briefing. And uh, the president said, with the consultations, as long as soon as the consultation is over, Nigeria will sign. And I believe that is, we are getting close to that. Is it not taking too long? Not really. I don't think it's taking too long. I believe that uh, it's good that everything is done properly. And I know that by the time it is signed, you will not have... Uh, some dissenting voices coming from anywhere and that means movement movement will be faster in terms of implementation all right let's look at this other issue that's very interesting that's also come out uh, from uh, uh, the discussion that dr bello has uh, um, highlighted also praising the government of Nigeria but also bring out these uh, critical issues in terms of the issue of uh, the fragmentation when it comes to uh, the uh, citizenship of uh, population the censor of of the population how's that going why is it so fragmented and I know it's a huge population that you have there can you deal with that particular issue that was brought forward so we can have uh, two different uh, views yeah I will not Particularly, I don't have the mm. that information to be sure the data the data to maybe talk much on that issue. But I do know mm. that uh, the country 
the current administration is trying very seriously to get uh, the issues of data uh, sorted out. As I speak, the the Nigerian citizenship identity card, which is on, which of course I have a copy here, is yeah. been the civil registration has been on for that, and that is uh, a data the that. That is where so much data is stored. In fact, even for mine, I use it. I can even use it to get money out of the bank. You know, so we you see that um, the 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 situation is on, and I believe that uh, given enough time, like he said, of course the government is doing very well, but we also believe that more could still be achieved, and I'm sure when given the time. We'll get there. Your Excellency, also, before I go back to Dr. Olabello, you know, the mainstream media has been focusing a lot on uh, the presidency, uh, Muhammadu Buhari's um, uh, strain with his uh, illness and his health. And it seems like there's a lot of questions around that in his capability to govern and his capacity. How how do you see that particular issue? Because it keeps coming on and off, especially mm-hmm. in the mainstream media. Yeah, I don't think that's much of a challenge now, except you could say that maybe some several months back when he had to. But for now, I think the president is very fit, and I'm sure you could see that from from the way he's been going about his uh, his uh, activities. virtually he has attended every such activity that is programmed to attend both abroad and within and he's been going about the campaigns in very top form and I don't think that the the health is now a challenge at all Dr. Bello do do you agree with that because with the milestones that uh, uh, President Buhari has made in his uh, term and uh, that has been a very thing that has been uh, almost denting his image. His his illness has come out over and over again, as I've suggested to His Excellency uh, Godwin Adama. Well, um, on, on that um, question, I take a very human view. Um, you know, um, as human beings, um, we're all frail. Um, if it's um, the case that the president, um, you know, health challenges um, and now firmly behind him, and um, he can stand forward squarely to, to show the, um, the significant responsibility that comes with being Nigeria's leader. I think we all ought to um, stand solidly behind the president um, and give him our support. My um, hope is also that the kind of country we build in the future um, is the one where you know people are happy to, um, in, the, in the broader national interest, if they think that um, there are, you know, significant health challenges that somehow, you know, um, diminishes their capacity to perform optimally, that in the interest of the nation, um, they will look around them and um, and push other people forward, um, you know, um, to lead our country um, um, forward. You know, it's, it's what President Obama said. We don't need strong men. We need strong institutions. And this is one of the things I'm most keen um, that this administration um, begin to focus on more uh, more concertedly. Um, if it wins um, another four-year term, it uh, seems likely, um, you know, after the um, next February um, election. 
There are a number of areas that I think we can uh, paper over. I talked about the administration's significant achievements. You know, if you think about the question of um, infrastructure um, bill, expanding Nigeria's infrastructure um, stock, this administration has perhaps done more, uh, much more than the two or three administrations um, that preceded it. Um, in terms of, um, you know, placing a real emphasis on capital expenditure, in the way that we 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 um we, you know we, we do our budget, so um they they're working um to make sure that we spend um, more on things that are for the longer term. You've seen um previously um you know um you know Maribond and um you know um not use rail line being revived. You've seen um an emphasis on completing some of the infrastructure um, build that the previous administration started. Um, including, um, you know, main terminal for some of our key airports. You know, all of those things I think are very important, and one must not take away from the Buhari administration on those things. The two key contradictions that I think the president should resolve on the behalf of the nation, um, you know, in, in a way that speedy and um, business-like, I think, relates to the broader question of economic governance. I talked about the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement. That's there. But the other two internal challenges relate to what I think is the, um, the key contradiction at the heart of economic policy in this country. I think President Buhari very rightly said very uh, quite early in his administration that he does not intend to kill the Naira because he does not want to hurt ordinary people. And we've seen an administration that has solidly defended the Naira, preferring that we maintain its value and not depreciate um, the Naira value or some of the um, analysts were calling for. To give them the benefit of the doubt, I think that has worked to some extent. Um, but this can only work um, for a certain limited period of time. We're still in a situation where um, foreign exchange, um, you know, we've got about three, four different windows. Um, you've, you've got the, um, the so-called um, NAFEX, um, the importer, um, yeah you know, the investors, um, you know, and um, an exporter's window. You've got your official rate. Um, when people have, you've got um, an assumed rate with which we import this, you know, the sizable amount of petroleum resources that we import back into into our country in the form of refined um, crude. Unless the president um, work with his economic team to harmonize all of this window, I think what we we'll continue to see go on in Nigeria is some of the worst you know, problem of corruption that we've not talked about. People round-tripping, people making a lot of money on the back, um, you know, of going to the central bank and accessing the exchange rate at preferential rate. We've moved boldly, I mean, in, you know, mid-last mid year in, in, in bringing in this, um, you know, investor and exporters window, and I think that's, that has helped to eliminate some of the worst abuses in the system. But in the second Buhari administration, I think we must move forward confidently to harmonize those rates because President Buhari stands against corruption. But when you have this diverse exchange rate window, I think we inadvertently encourage um, corruption. The other key contradiction that I would like to be resolved um, is still the tension between, I think, um, our monetary policy uh, and the broader fiscal um, economic strategy of this government. Um, consistently since President Buhari came to power, we maintain um, a, a very, um, you know, um, a, a tight, um, you know, 
monetary policy would not cut the interest rate because I think from a, a monetary point of view, um, the central bank preference has been that we keep the interest rate sufficiently attractive so that we can get the portfolio inflow that, that would come into Nigeria. And that's worked. We've seen billions of dollars coming to Nigeria since the cleaning up exercise. You know, with the introduction of the um, import, um, uh, um, investors and exporters window mid last year, but there are questions about this. A lot of those inflows, are, I also think, you know, are portfolio investors, people who come in with with, with hot money because they they, they want to take advantage um, of the government's um, you know very generous um, you know bond offer. You know, we pay about um, 21 percent or so to people mm. who buy Nigeria Naira denominated bond. At some point last year, a lot of contradictions there. So on the one hand, you've got a government that you know prefers portfolio inflow, and as a result, would not cut the exchange rate. Something that I think hurts the real sector of the economy because it makes no sense to be doing business in Nigeria today and be paying the banks, um, you know, interest rates um, of up to 15, 20 percent double digit. It doesn't help those who want to. Um, become a competitive agricultural producer, it never, it doesn't help any of the real sector of our economy. We need to resolve that contradiction. At the same sure. time, this government that has emphasized portfolio inflow is also talking about converting our debt stock from being, um, you know, domestically dominated, um, you know, to, um, you know, basically converting domestic debt, um, you know, um, for, for foreign debt. Okay, Dr. So Ben, let me, let me take that back to... Um, take a lot of dollar debt, but sure. also I think that is contradictory mm. um, to this idea of helping the real sector by making sure that there is ready availability of um, of credit. Okay, um, Dr. Ben, I hear your points there, and I think I just want to take it back to uh, His Excellency uh, Gordon Adama uh, before we end the program. Um your Excellency, what is your response to some of those particular concerns? I want us to also speak about uh, peace and security. Um, his, uh, Dr. Pelo has lauded the uh, issue of infrastructural development in Nigeria, but also has spoken about some of the challenges when it comes to corruption and investment in the country. Yes, um, I have uh, listening to the doctor, I think he has uh, tried to go on the detailed economic analysis of mm. the issues of the moment, mm. uh, which I may not uh, elaborate on. Elabor- yeah. I may not sure. have mm. the capacity to elaborate mm. on that right now. But I believe that um, the, uh, what I do agree with him very seriously mm. is the issue of infrastructural development. This is a government that has brought to the fore the fact that we have to spend a sizable percentage of na- national income or capital budget, which mm. has in the past been so neglected, sure. because that is the that is the aspect that will be able to impact mm. on the common man mm. in respect to developmental issues, and that is going on very well. We can see so many roads that have been left on undone for several years now coming up and with these rules things will get better people will be able to transport Mm -hmm. agricultural produce from one area to the other easily the rail system is on in fact with the trans with the with the with the transnet uh, 
international in South Africa here. We're going stepping so far. In fact, just two days ago, we we're discussing about the progress of the rail line, okay. the western line and the uh, eastern line. Okay. And that is going on very well. Mm-hmm. And within a very short time, we'll see that the entire nation will be linked up again and okay. p- goods can move in f- uh, freely. And then infrastructure will be uh, we will we, we be able to take us to another level of economic transformation because there is going to be more activities that is going on within the country at the same time. And we can see that even for uh, the, the speed, the standard gauge, we are already connecting Abuja to, to other cities like Kaduna and all that. Mm. This is going to help a lot in, in uh, breaking the, the developmental uh, issues around personalities are not so good. Like he says, we are so a government that tries to try to keep build institutions because when institutions are built, we will not be talking about personalities and all that alone because this has a more the possible the possible impact of a continuity. Mm-hmm. And that is going on. And mm-hmm. that is you can see that uh, the war against corruption mm-hmm. has been on. The Economic and Financial Crimes Commission has been uh, fully focused on this war. Mm. That it is a time, even this morning I was listening to the Mr. President's uh, uh, broadcast to the nation and he did really emphasize on the building up of such institutions and ensuring that the, way the, the leakages from the Nigerian economy will continue to be blocked. Mm. And mm. Uh, uh, corruption issues are going to be fought fierce, more fiercely. And I believe if that is the case, you can see that more money will be available for developmental purposes. All right. And let's look at uh, our final point, and it's security. A bonus state in the northeastern Nigeria still is uh, a challenge for Nigeria, especially when it comes to uh, uh, the Boko Haram Islam insurgency there. We're still are seeing uh, problems, the migration happening into Cameroon and even uh, the southern parts of Nigeria. Um, the, the issue of uh, terrorism, uh, it's still a challenge. Let's speak about that just briefly. Yes, um, you see where we are coming from and where we are now, there have been a great difference. You are talking of the northeast where Boko Haram had operated uh, over time. But I can assure you that within where we are now, the Boko Haram uh, uh, um, phenomenon has been seriously degraded. They do not occupy any particular area now that you can say. But you see, like a gorilla tactics, somebody stays somewhere once in a while, he comes out to do something to show that he's available. I believe that is what is going on. They do not control any inch of a land. We do, we do understand that before, prior to the coming of this administration, they occupied several local government areas, municipalities, over 30 to 40. But today they don't even occupy an area in the municipality, so they 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 they, 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 they have been seriously degraded. You used to also see that they even extended their tentacles even to a place like Abuja, which is in the central district. But today there is nothing like that. Things, I mean, life normalcy have returned to the northeast area. If you look at the northeast, that the last edge of Nigeria, which is about two. 
thousand kilometers from a place like Lagos and all that, and in Abuja over a thousand kilometers. But you can see now that even in that place, schools, children are going to schools now, more constructions are coming up and everything. So it means that the situation is not as much as you as you think now. It is not that's why even in the brokers today the president was seriously commending the efforts of the armed forces in bringing it to, uh, to, 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 to this level. Well, thank you so much, uh, Your Excellency. Let me get your final um, uh, sentiments, uh, Dr. Olabelo, especially when it comes to this security issue before we wrap it up. Just in uh, a minute and a half, we need to wrap it up. Well, I do think that um, there's a lot one can look at um, in, in Nigeria's um, recent history, um, including such challenges as um, the Boko Haram insurgency in the Northeast, which, as the, um, the, um, the High Commissioner said, is thankfully now um, you know, being brought under control. You think about agitation um, in the Delta, some of the problem, um, you know, the secessionist um, agitators um, in the southeastern part of the country. Nigeria cannot afford to have another 20, 30 years, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where we have these sort of festering problems, um, you know, detracting us from the urgent task um, of nation building. And in that sense, I also want to support the ambassador's sentiments on the need to build institutions. Um, but if you look at some of the things that are happening in this current administration, my hope is that in the second warrior, um, you know, time, we can begin to um, redress a lot of these challenges. We did not talk about the problem around um, petrol subsidy. It's still one of the biggest channels um, for corruption in Nigeria, in my assessment. We've gone from a system where we budgeted um, you know, for subsidy, and much of it was stolen, to a system now where subsidy is there imp- implicitly, mm. and it's been funded through a so-called under-recovery in the national oil company's um, budget. That is not supporting the strengthening of institutions. We well, Dr. Bello, we, we have to... We have to so we have to wrap it up, Dr. Bello. Thank you for your time. That's the Executive Director at Good Governance Africa. Joining us from Lagos, Nigeria, in our Johannesburg studios, we're joined by His Excellency Godwin Adama, who is the Consul General of Nigeria in South Africa. Excellency, thank you so much for giving us your time and thank you for your openness and frankness in these different themes that we covered today here on Channel Africa. We really appreciate you once again. Uh, being here in South Africa and I know that the relationship between South Africa and Nigeria is very important since they are very uh, strong economies so uh, thank you for your interaction with us. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Well let's uh, take a quick break and then when we come back we'll have our business news and then thereafter we'll have our sports. Swiss chocolate wouldn't be Swiss chocolate without African cocoa. (laughs) You know, it's funny when you think about it that way because you realize just how important Africa is to the global economy. And as long as we are deemed to be inferior by the community out there, nothing's ever going to change. I believe it's one of the uh, ancient Greek philosophers who said that when we teach, we'll learn twice. Hello, Africa. Welcome to 1000 African Voices on Channel Africa. 1000 African Voices every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. with repeats on Sundays between 10 and 11 as well as on Monday morning between 3 and 4 Central African Time. 1,000 African Voices with me, Awurengwi C on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. 
from an African perspective. <laughs>